I'm just yeah, here to help you, son. Now, now you're stuck. <laughs> uh, Vinny Benedetto covers the Nuggets for the Denver Gazette. He jumps on with us now. And uh, I, I don't know if it's 600 pounds worth of dog that's in Nikola Jokic, but it certainly <laughs> looks that way. That guy pushes everybody around, does what he wants. You've certainly seen it forever. It should be no surprise to you. But now, with him being on the national stage in the NBA Finals, is it finally time for everybody that's covered this team, that's watched this team to go, you see, we've known this all along. This guy is the best player in the NBA. They can literally do anything. And we watched him, Vinny, change it quarter by quarter. I'm not going to score. I'm going to pass. And then he just goes and decides to score in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's been interesting to uh, see other people get to see what we in Denver see on a, on a nightly basis because that is just his, his MO is if you're going to play me straight up, I'm going to go get a bucket. If you're bringing help, bringing a double, I'm going to, I'm going to identify where that double comes from. I'm going to then identify who's covering for the man doubling. And he's just a step ahead of people most of the time. So yeah, he's able to uh, manipulate the game in a lot of different ways and uh, may not be 600 pounds of dog. I think he might appreciate a horse reference, but it's something. It's something beast-like. Vin, the uh, the Nuggets obviously they they covered last night. They got up huge a couple of different times. I don't know about you, but I don't even think they played that good. To me, that's the scary part. Like it feels like they've got even a whole other level they can go to at some point in this series. Yeah, defensively they were they were really solid for three quarters, but offensively, uh, you look at you know obviously Nicole had a big night. Started a bit slow from a scoring perspective. Um, but you look at the shooting numbers, like Michael Porter Jr. was two for 11, I think, from three, and that's just, like, not going to be the case most nights. Jamal Murray didn't knock down his threes. Kentavious uh, Caldwell-Pope has had big games throughout the playoffs for the Nuggets. He had a quiet night offensively. So I think the Nuggets, you know, if they can replicate the defensive effort and uh, improve the, the offensive numbers, they'll, they'll take that. But I agree with you. There, there certainly is another level they have offensively. You know, it's interesting because we, we know we talk a lot about how, uh, you know, Eric Spolstra and heat culture, he doesn't want to talk about it, but, you know, they, they can obviously make these adjustments. What do you think Miami will do in game two to try and counter what they saw in game one? Because w the big thing was, hey, the heat got to make their threes. That's what got them here. Uh, they weren't able to do it for the most part. And then it was, well, okay, if they play zone, then they're going to get beat by Jokic. But then they moved to zone in the fourth quarter and let them score, but it actually kind of helped them out a little bit. And Denver didn't shoot well from three. What do you think the Heat can do, if anything, to kind of counter what they saw from the Nuggets in game one. Yeah, I think there's going to be more of that zone look that they that they provided in the fourth quarter. And I wouldn't also be surprised if they say, enough of the double teams, we're not gonna we're not gonna risk our, our luck on Denver shooters. And other teams have had success with this. Um, Phoenix played Nikola Jokic straight up. He had 53 points, but the Suns won that game, thanks in part to some historic offensive performances from Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat kind of go to that kind of look where it's, uh, you know, bam, just do your best. Hold on for dear life. If he puts up 40, he puts up 40. Let's let's take away, you know, the open shots for for Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more one-on-one -on -one play from Miami. I think we're definitely going to see some some of that zone again. And I think the Heat also need to do a better job of, of getting all the way to the rim. It feels like they would take a couple of dribbles and they'd settled for a 12-footer or they'd take a step back. I think they need Jimmy Butler to just get downhill, take it to the to the rim, either get some easy ones or get to the foul line. Nick was talking about earlier in the show that not only does he like the Nuggets in this series, but he likes the Nuggets into the future, thinks they can win multiple championships. Are you of that same opinion that they're not just a one-hit wonder that's finally achieving, but they can win a couple of these things? Yeah, that's the way it feels. I mean, 
I don't think there's any end in sight of Nikola Jokic's um, kind of reign as, as if not the best player in the world, a, a top two or three guy. Um, you see the strides Michael Porter Jr. has made this year. I think defensively he's, he's in a much better place, and I think a lot of that has to do with him finally getting to a point where he's a little bit more flexible, a little more agile, a little more explosive. Um, Jamal Murray ha has not started seasons well, so if he can pick up next year where he left off from this playoff run, I think you know that's a that's a young core that uh, that has the potential to rattle off a few of these things. I don't think Aaron Gordon's going anywhere anytime soon. So if, if the Nuggets can find Bruce Brown, uh, a Bruce Brown replacement, because I think he's the one guy who's gonna who's gonna cash in this summer that the Nuggets won't have the ability to pay. But if they can find someone who can do something similar in, in the role that Bruce Brown has provided. I think they've got the, the, the core pieces to, to be in the finals for, for a few years to come for sure. It's funny when you talk about Jamal Murray, maybe not having starts a good year. All I can think of is Jokic saying like, oh, he's going to suck for like the first 30 games. Like that's just, and he was right. And then all of a sudden, I think it was like game 26. He started picking up, ah, give him a few more games. Talking to Vinny Benedetto, bet MGM tonight. Uh, so what do you think about the, the pace of game one? I think it was only 91 total possessions. Game came in under 200 total points. The total going into that game, I think it closed at 218 and a half, jumped up to about 219. It opened at 214. It's now at 215, depending on where you are. So they, they dropped that total a lot. Do you think that we're going to see a similar pace, uh, more about defending passing lanes and slowing things down, half-court offense a little bit more in game two? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think the Nuggets would prefer to play at a faster pace, given their familiarity with the altitude and the rest they, they are coming off of not playing for nine or ten days. So the Nuggets, if they can defend, they want to get out and run. Uh, I'm not sure how much Miami wants to run, given their their long kind of grinding playoff run. I don't know how healthy Jimmy Butler is. So if, if the Heat can slow it down, I think that probably is better for them, keeping it, keeping it close. But I think Denver's going to want to get out and run and, and the Nuggets have an ability if if they can get stops and get out and run they they have the ability to put up 35 or 40 in a quarter um so I, I think the over would be in play there I think the Nuggets will probably shoot better than they did in game one and if if the Heat can get I think Tyler Hero there's a there's a chance he plays uh, I think that would provide the the Heat an offensive boost so um yeah pace was a little slower than I think the Nuggets would like in game one and if, if they can change that in game two I think they they will Two free throws, Vin. Two free throws for the Miami Heat. I mean, I play out back sometimes on this court here behind where I live. We don't even call fouls, but I still shoot more than two free throws. That's ridiculous. Is that home cooking, or is that maybe Miami needs to change their style and be a little more aggressive? Yeah, I think it's probably got to be some sort of, I don't know if it's home cooking, but home court advantage. Uh, but, but to my point previously about them kind of not getting all the way to the rim, them getting into the paint and then taking a step back jumper. I think that's what they've got to do to um, to get to the line a bit more because, you know, Nicola has a size advantage over Bam, and it's like Bam would bump him once, twice, and then fade away. I think that's got to be bump, bump, go back into him strong and go up and, and you know, maybe sell the foul a little bit. But I don't think the Nuggets will be able to hold the heat to, to two free throws at, uh, at any point going forward. We watched Aaron Gordon have a monster start to the game, and then obviously we know how important he is defensively to that team. Do you think that's something that continues throughout this series where, like, I'm not saying they go to him early, like going down to the post, like let's just get Aaron Gordon involved, but will he be maybe more of an offensive threat? Because it really started to create issues for Miami where they're like, wait, wait, we got Jokic, we got Murray, we got Michael Porter Jr., and now we got Aaron Gordon on top of this. 
Yeah, it's like if, if they continue to um, guard him with a, with a smaller player, which most of the Heat starters outside of Bam Adebayo are, are smaller than Aaron Gordon, I think the Nuggets will continue to exploit that matchup. Um, he's just so strong, athletic, handles it better, uh, can get on the offensive glass. So I think if the Heat continue to guard Aaron Gordon the way they have, he'll, he'll continue to be an offensive factor. Other teams have really ignored Aaron Gordon at times where they've put their power forward on Jokic, allowed their center to kind of float around the other side of the lane and offer help from there. Um, and, and then that kind of puts pressure on Aaron to become a three-point shooter, which might be a place where you can you can survive some of those shots. Other times he goes, you know, three of five, three for six. Um, but, you know, the way Nikola Jokic plays dictates the way the Nuggets play, and he's the kind of guy where he's just going to – if he if he likes a matchup, he's going to keep going to it and going to it. So I think that provides – uh, a pretty high floor for for Aaron Gordon's offensive output in this series. And he's the kind of guy, speaking of Jokic, that gets a lot of triple-doubles. Six most in NBA history, averaging a triple-double in these playoffs. He was the biggest bet as far as the most money coming in at BetMGM on player props in game one at minus 120. At minus 120 to get a triple-double. And I'll be damned if he didn't go out there and get that triple-double now. Us betters had to sweat it. It took a little bit longer than we were hoping. It went like 19 minutes, and then eventually he ended up getting it. Should you just keep placing that bet the rest of the way? Is he going to keep putting up those numbers? Yeah, I mean, it feels like it at this point. You know, this is I think that was his ninth playoff triple-double this yeah. postseason in, in 16 games. or So, yeah, I mean, it's more likely than not at this point. And, and it's one of those deals. You mentioned it, it took a while, uh, but he had 10 points and 10 assists at halftime. And, and then it like the rebounds had to catch up and he's the kind of guy he can get you know two or three offensive rebounds on the same possession or he's got six assists in the first quarter so it's like it doesn't always happen like okay he's got 10 5 and 5 at halftime he can have 8 10 and 12 at halftime and you just you're waiting for the two points to come so he's just got so many different outs I think in terms of ways he can he can reach that triple double uh, so, yeah, for now, it just seems more likely than not. The Heat don't have a great one-on-one -on -one matchup for him, so I don't think the points are going to be an issue. You know, rebounds are, are hardly an issue, although they were last night. So, yeah, I, I think for the most part, Nikola Jokic triple-doubles are going to be a pretty safe bet. Vinny, should we go back to the well on Michael Porter Jr. points over 15 and a half? I took that in game one. I even had nice little, uh, it wasn't even really a parlay. It was one of those just little combo deals where I got the, uh, it was 15 plus points for MPJ and the Nuggets win. Nuggets won easily for me. Porter finished with 14. That was the point. I was so angry. I suggested we need to create a rage room literally in our studio just so I could break something because I thought I was going to be in – I was going to be gold. I was like, oh, look at MPJ. He's going off in the first half and then just stopped making everything from the outside. Is that something you watch and go, okay, the Heat made that an issue or was that just – he just got cold. He'll get back there and get more into a rhythm in game two. Yeah, I think it's more of that he just got cold. One, of, one thing that Mike always tells us – and I believe it to be true is that he doesn't see contests because he's six foot 10. He's got a, yeah. you know, he, he actually <laughs> jumps on his jump shot. He's got a pretty high release. Um, and, and he's often guarded, guarded by smaller guys. So I think last night was just more of a, an anomaly in terms of going two of 11 from three. If he takes 10, three pointers in a game, I think you've got to feel pretty good about his ability to get North of 15 points. And, and last night, I think what was encouraging about his start was, uh, just the athleticism he showed on that on that putback dunk, and then there was a driving dunk. So if he can continue to get those kind of 
uh, buckets around the rim. I think the jump shot's going to come, and I think I think he can get 15 for you tomorrow night or Sunday night. Then we got like a minute left, but before you get out of here, I know you like to keep the place clean, but do you have your broom anywhere near you? Are we looking at a sweep here? <laughs> it, it's around the corner. It's it's accessible if I need to get to it. Um, I think me and most other people in the Denver media were, were predicting Nuggets in five. I think that still feels right, but but the glaring thing last night I think was just Denver's size advantage, and I don't know just – what Miami has as, as a potential adjustment to that. You know, you can bring Kevin Love in, but then what happens to the defensive end? Um, so yeah, the broom is handy. I think the Heat, I think the Heat probably get one in Miami and Denver celebrates uh, in game five. Yeah, I felt a lot more confident about Nuggets and six before this, and then I said, oh God, this may be a sweep at this point. So yeah, Denver is, look, I, I love what they've built there. I love that organization. I think this is going to be a great team for years to come. And uh, it's it's great to see them finally on this national stage because Nikola Jokic is just absolutely incredible. Vinny Benedetto joins us, and it was great talking to you, my friend. Uh, keep that broom handy because it's looking more and more likely that could be the case. All right, I'll go grab it and make sure it's handy the rest of the series. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, you guys having me on. Keep it around just in case. Uh,